Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. Now I'm give a fuck. Now I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Coming in hot and heavy. I hear you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, but this is choice tracks, folks, uh, where we have a theme and then we pick songs that go with that theme. And then we uh, do a full album. Um, after that, that one was chose for our other hosts to listen to. Um, so this week is actually my theme. And so, um, you know, I figured I'd just go easy on you guys. And we just talk about dreams, you know, like you guys have any dreams lately, have a dream journal, you know, have any of those lotto books to come up with the winning dream numbers. You know, actually, I don't remember my dreams half the time. <laughs> so, I don't know what that means. <laughs> So I've controlled my dreams a couple times. You know, that's always fun. Dream Make warrior, them. huh? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> no. Too easy. Too easy. Too easy. No. Okay. So uh, since we picked songs, that, uh, so the only criteria was uh, dreams had to be in the title or lyrics. Uh, pretty much what all of us did in the title. So uh, just just to let you know, um, I picked a song, <laughs> and this is coming from left field. I realize, um, but I picked the song because a I, I like the song. Um, it matches the theme. Um, the other crazy reason why I picked this song is because um, it uh, came out and pretty much the next year after that, it was re-released three times. And then the year after that, it was released again by different artists. And then again and again, it pretty much got a release for almost 10 years straight. Every year, somebody covered this song. Um, so this song is actually from a musical uh, it originally came out in 1965, which is the, the version I picked was the original uh, version. So there was a musical called uh, Man of La Mancha. And the song I picked is The Impossible Dream, also known as The Quest. To dream the impossible dream To fight the unbeatable uh, And I've seen... I know I've seen Man of La Mancha at least once, maybe twice. Um, it's one of those musicals that I feel like not everybody has seen, like, or maybe everybody's seen it once, but they, then they don't see it again. I don't know. But like, Impossible Dream is such like a, ah, like it's, yeah, it's it's musical. It's kind of like a, kind of like a, a staple song, I guess. But yeah, it's just, it's, it was just like an iconic song and I just couldn't believe like how many times it had been released. So it, it came out, like I said, in 65. So, uh, there was three, four recordings in 66, uh, four in 67. Um, then another five, nope, there's a whole bunch in 68. Uh, so to give you an idea of like who covers this song. So Frank Sinatra, um, Elvis, uh, Roger Williams, um, Glenn Campbell, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., like Tom Jones, like everybody covers this song. And, and like I said, like it has been released a bunch of times by different artists. But uh, yeah, I just I enjoy the, the song. I, I thought it was worthy. I know it's kind of from left field. But uh, what did you guys think of Impossible Dreams? Or impossible dream. Sorry, not dreams. <laughs> Sinkler, impossible dream. <laughs> so this is something I'm familiar with. I cannot remember exactly when I've seen the movie. I feel like I watched it in high school, uh, possibly in class. It might have been in a theater class. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, and I don't even know if we ever finished the movie, but I feel like we did. At some point, I've seen it. Anyway. Um, so when you had, uh, told us what the song was, it was something I knew I hadn't heard it in a while. Um, but when it started playing again, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the, uh, you know, one of the big hits from that, from that musical, um, for sure. And 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great song, you know? I mean, um, Man La Mancha is one of the, I think, you know, it's a popular musical, um, and it's it's been revived many, many times. Um, it's also been uh, a, a played film production <laughs> so many times as well. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's a, a great choice, and, you know, the guy really belts it on this recording, um, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I like those old old Broadway musicals, and this is this is no different. So it was definitely an odd choice. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> was not not quite expecting it, but uh, but yeah, no, I I like I like the selection. Okay, so I, I give it to you, Taj. This was a this was out of left field pick for sure, but I I totally get where you're going with it. I totally get where it's it's going. I totally like embrace the sound that's coming out, you know, the, the bravado that's, that's being listed here is like, yeah, I, I totally understand why you would pick the song. And this is one of the stronger songs that you have picked in recent past. Just, just because, you know, it's not a female and it's not you know, <laughs> everybody, you know, getting it in. But, but what I will say is this, um, yeah, that's a good way to start off the show, man. That's a great. Pick. Right. And if I'm, I'm not sure, but it's a tenor, right? It's a tenor mm-hmm. song. Okay. First tenor. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, that that guy's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is always good to hear something like this. It's a. It reminds me a lot of the Disney stuff that I like to listen to, where there's like, you know, it's related to a play and then a movie, and there's lots of renditions of it. No, this is a. Yeah, that's very good. It, it, like like everybody else is saying, I I, I guess like I, I don't think I would have picked this kind of song for this, but that's a, up to everybody's interpretation. So this fits, it does fit you for sure, Taj. So that's uh, right. Yeah, and it, you can't go wrong with Mala Mancha, you know. Yeah, we, and and I have a I have a secondary reason why I picked this later on, but but we'll we'll get All to right. that later on. But yeah, but yeah, so. It's, so, all right. Um, uh, well, I guess we're ready to move on to, to the next stream. Uh, let's go ahead and go. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out who who I want to go next because I was just taking a look. Uh, let's go ahead and do uh, Damon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I picked a song from one of my favorite artists, uh, Dolores then from the Cranberries. <laughs> Dietrich's <Matrix, laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Um, yeah, that's the lead singer of the Cranberries. And uh, <laughs> I know you guys know who she is. Um, she she had passed away um, at a young age not that long ago. That was very tragic. Uh, but I, I definitely listened to a lot of the Cranberries music in the 90s. Uh, this song was on a show I really liked called My So-Called Life. Um, dreams. The song is called Dreams. And it's off of the album that I have on CD, which is like got a cracked case and all that because I've had it forever. Um, everybody else is doing it, so why don't we? Is it don't we or can't we? Why can't we or don't we? Um, can't we? Yeah, why can't we? Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? Uh, that's a yeah, one of my favorite albums. And um, like I said, it was in shows that I liked. Uh, I'm sure it was in movies too. But yeah, the Cranberries have a very big history of um, of music and I like. Uh, the song Zombie is pretty good. They're, they're a little bit of a political band, you know. Um, yeah, they had a lot to speak out about. But, yeah, Dreams is like... Yeah, it reminds me of just, like, the TV shows I liked and being a fucking dumbass teenager and uh, first girlfriend, that kind of thing. So that's where I went with this. But, uh... Interested to hear what y'all think of the cranberries in general and this song off this album. So let me jump in here real quick. 
I was all on board with the song and I had it in my head when you were, were talking about it. And then you brought up fucking zombies. And next thing I know, I'm banging out in, 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 in my head and literally going into zombies. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot what yeah. the song was. And you said, <laughs> that's, that's just how powerful, you know, the song was. Um, so let's not talk about zombie anymore, but this particular song range. This, I can see why you picked the song. This was definitely one of those melodic feel good sex tracks. Yeah. Um, you brought up, you know, first girlfriend, you brought up feelings, emotions, run rampant, and your thoughts of how everything is going to flow out and how it's going to be perfect life together all in your mindset and then break up two weeks later type stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I, I completely get it. That's it, man. <laughs> coming, yeah. coming from this vibe and this was a good pick for us all. Wings up, we're good. Horns up. Yeah, good. they... <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, they do... Uh, she's talking about just that, too. <laughs> it's like this coming-of-age kind of song, you know? Yeah. The album's kind of like that, too. I mean, they were really young when they did this, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of the Cranberries. I'm, I I do have those first couple albums on CD, uh, and they were definitely yeah. on heavy rotation for sure Hell yeah, uh, in the yeah. 90s. Um, and yeah, I mean, when this theme was brought up, you know, my mind did go to this song right away. Like, this is one that just pops up in your head when you're like, a song about dreams or has dreams in the title. Like, this is it. This is one of them, you know, and uh, it still holds up all these years later. You know, it's it's been a little while yeah. since I've heard it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still enjoy it. And it brings me back to, you know, me as a teenager in the 90s listening to it. Um, yeah, I mean, she she had a great voice. Uh, cranberries were were unique and stood out among the amongst the crowd. And, um, yeah, I still, I still consider myself a Cranberries fan. And this is a, this is a good song. Right. Yeah. I love it when we connect on that 90s shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) So it, I, I liked it too. I I know for sure I've I've heard this song and then the the other song we're not talking about, (laughs) but yeah, uh, it, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, yeah, I, it matched the theme. Um, I, I'm not sure that I've ever listened to an album of theirs. I may have owned one. I can't remember, but if I'm surprised, I know. But so her thing was that she did a type of Irish folk singing, right? Like uh, vocal exercises. That's what makes the cramp. Kind of like a yodel. Yeah. uh, Okay. I mean, she incorporates that in in her music for sure. Okay. And she gets to like really high and lows but like perfectly balanced i mean she sounds fucking amazing right yeah so but yeah so it, that's why i kind of always remember for so yeah so all right i liked it you remember you remember her for her yodels <laughs> well, well yeah no because i mean it's yeah. it's one of those things where like she's using uh, a completely different vocal technique that nobody else yeah, normally does, and, and that's what makes him stand out. That's yeah, yeah. it's definitely a native like like singing um, technique. Yeah, you know, to her area. So yeah, but we'll yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that, not that type of yoga, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more progressive, like cool Yodel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know it's going to be that bad. That's as cool as hell. I guess it can be if you're drinking. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, all right. We'll, we'll go ahead and keep on, keep on going then. Uh, Brandon, what did you pick? Yeah. So, uh, um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought I knew what I was going to do right away when Taj told us about this theme. And of course, it was going to be something predictable, something from the 70s, more than likely. And I had I had a lot of songs uh, running, you know, in my in my brain. And um, and then and then I don't know, something just flipped. And I'm like, wait. This song, I love this song, and I don't think they're going to see this one coming. And that's <laughs> no. the song I picked. 
So the song I picked is from 2014, is from the artist J. Cole, and the song is called Wet Dreams. This time goes by, a tracks is getting deeper. Wet dreaming, thinking that I'm smashing, but I'm sleeping. I want it bad, and I ain't never been obsessed before. She wrote a notice that you ever had. And that's a Z at the end instead of an S. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I was introduced to J. Cole. I can't remember. Um, I, I can't say I've listened to everything, but I have listened to this album, which was his third studio album, multiple times. The album was called 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Uh, it was nominated for Best Rap Album at the Grammys. Um, J. Cole was born like on a military base in Germany, but he was raised in North Carolina. And the name of the album is actually the street address that he grew up on. Um, Wet Dreams is a song from that album. And it was a song that, like, when I first started listening to it, I feel like it was around the time the album came out. When I first started listening to it, I'm like, man, I really enjoy this. Like, there's a, there's a lot of narrative to it. And, and I really like the lyrics and I really like his, his voice and the beat. And then this song came on and I'm like, whoa, wait, what? And, and I don't know, like, it's just, it, it's got such an awesome sound, but like the story is great. Like the narration is fantastic. Like it's telling you a story. Um, and, and it's something that I think, you know, maybe a lot of, a lot of, uh, adolescent, uh, adolescent people, uh, identify with. Um, it's, it, it, you gotta listen to it. I can't do it justice. Um, it's, it's just a great song. It's, it's fun to listen to. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those where the lyrics really jumped out at me and, uh, just the, the combination of everything really just works on this track. Um, again, like I said, it's not something you were expecting from me. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of my choice here. And, uh, it's, it's again, not something you were, you were thinking you're going to be listening to for an episode about dreams. But, um, you know, this is a, this is a type of dream. Um, so, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, what did you guys think? <laughs> I, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I hadn't heard it before. So, and I don't know the artist. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think you're on the right track. I mean, yeah, it is, it is a type of, a totally different type of dream. The story, uh, amazing. And the story is, like uber relatable, right? And, and and I especially like the fact that like he's honest enough to be in the song, like, hey, I'm straight up fronting. And then like she's like totally like, hey, it's my first time, but he still doesn't say anything. And you're like, okay. Like th- that's that I mean that's realistic. That's how it would go down, even though it should be like, oh me too. Yeah, you know, like no. <laughs> and I ain't gonna say that. So but but yeah, it's totally yeah, I get it. And yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate it for sure. But yeah. I feel like this is like how everybody feels in high school <laughs> or what. I mean, I think he's like talking about his like a situation when he was younger or something. But like, uh, yeah, it's definitely like he says it over and over again. Like, you know, I'm not going to stand up and <laughs> Stuff like that. I've never done this before. Like that was, you know, that's definitely how I felt. <laughs> like more than a couple times. Um, yeah, it's scary, dude. Chicks are scary when you're first getting out there and trying to talk to them, <laughs> to say hi. Yeah, it, and I do appreciate. Like, it, I at some point I kind of feel like she knows that he's lying, but at the same time, like she's the one that initiates everything. Like she's like, my mom's out. You're coming over, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like she's straight up calling the shots and everything. And you're like, "Okay." Yeah, I, so. I think I've experienced that kind of like a aggressive <laughs> way from a woman, like in high school, and like I was always pretty timid. So, but I, did, I think I was a little bit more respectful and just like my head was in the clouds and shit, and they were just down to earth, like whatever. <laughs> like okay. Yeah, so 
Damn good pick, bro. Damn good pick. I, I, I have to start off with that because not only in, in comparison, if you just really want to go there, not only was it a coming of age story that he told within the storytelling himself, but it was also a coming of age album. This is the album that put J. Cole really on the map and everybody still celebrates it during their lives argumentatively, right? So this was a hell of an album. This particular song itself was a hell of a piece. Um, yeah, everybody talks about their first time and, and you know, dream of getting it in and being like porn stars. And then when you actually get put in that situation, you don't know what to do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, uh, this is, re- this is really happening and this shock hits you. And it's like, oh man. But yeah, just, just to talk about the dream with it itself and everything that's going on. And just those feelings, like it brought back that nostalgia of first time getting in. It's like, man, I'm really about to do this. And you just like scared shitless because you don't want her to know that you don't know what you don't know. It's like, it works perfectly, man. And, it, and it, it definitely was a left field shot. And I did not see it coming. And I love that. Great right hook, man. Great, great right hook. <laughs> There's there's like a, a hilarious line in here too. I just think it's fucking awesome. I want to say it though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen yeah, to the song. Don't know what I'm talking man. about. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. uh, yeah, it is a great song, dude. It did yeah. throw me for you know throw me out the left field there because I was like, wow, Brandon is picking something a little different. It's not like a <laughs> '70s, uh, you know, style. But yeah, this is. This is cool, dude. I want to hear more of his stuff. Man. I know I've heard his other some of his other stuff, but I like it a lot. Yeah, this this is by far, if not his best album, it's damn near it's like side A of a best album type situation. And just yeah. everything he's done since then has been moving for the culture, and he definitely is at the top of the charts when it comes to being a lyricist. Um, and it all started with this album. You know, really playing into the fact of of having stuff to say, not just talk about money and, and cars or anything of that nature. He actually has messages. The neighbors think I'm selling dope. Like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the best stuff ever. Like, some of the most iconic lines in rap have come out of this album. So, yeah, definitely. So, <sighs> so uh, Diedrich, uh, what did you have for us? So he threw a left hook. I threw an uppercut. So <laughs> everybody was thinking yeah. that I was going to come with a rap song. <laughs> Joke's on you. All right. So I picked a band that was actually formed in 1983. Um, this is their 10th studio album that they came out with in, in 2002. And by far, this is the best album for me that I've listened to. Um, just the whole album in itself is conceptual and it's, and it's all it's all over the place, but it's lovely listening to at the same time. And it's so simplistic in nature, but it actually the lyrics are deep, the the rhythms are will hit you, it's melodic, and the whole sound itself is something that I actually wanted to make one of my choice albums. But I was like, you know, I'll just let people go listen to their music and then decide for yourself. So the bands we did together, like I said, since 1983, this song came out in 2002. It's called um, All of These Dreams, and it's from a band called Fish. All of the dreams that you never reveal. And if you go there. And if you've heard of Fish, then you know that they've been around the world three times and then some. Um, they definitely kept on touring. They just, you know, it just the last show was done like last month. Um, they're still getting in there and doing everything that they got to do. And this was an incredible song about dreams and about kind of like a cautionary tale. It's kind of like when I listened to the song first, first time I heard it, it kind of reminded me of Monsters Under the Bed. You know what I'm saying? It, or Monsters in the Closet. It was come one of those situations where you could become friends with the monster, but the further you go down that rabbit hole with them, you know, the more scary stuff starts coming up. And this is this particular song spoke that to me and in, in that kind of that kind of well. So the lyrics are deep. I, I love uh, the concept, I love the flow, I love the melody, I love everything about this particular song and I thought this would be a great song to add to this particular theme. So what do y'all think about fish all of these drinks? 
it's it's not it, when when I think of fish, like I I haven't listened to a lot of fish. Um, mm-hmm. I always think of fish. I mean, fish is a jam band, you know. Yeah. I know that they got a huge following. Uh, every time oh. I hear a fish song, I'm like, I, I don't dislike fish. It just makes me go want to listen to Grateful Dead. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's that's what happens when I listen to fish. Like, yeah. and it, it, it's nothing against them. Like, I think they're very talented. Um, I, you know, I should probably, I should probably just like go down that that rabbit hole and try to understand like why they're so popular. And it's not that I think they're a bad band by any means. It's just like we have Grateful Dead already, and so yeah. you know, like, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened when I heard the song. Like, I liked the song. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. But then it made me want to go listen to Grateful Dead songs and not fish songs, you know? <laughs> I I feel you on that. This is you know, my counteract to that is, you know, Grateful Dead, they had to run until, you know, Lisa died and then uh, Jerry Garcia and then it just kind of went from there, right? They're kind of like a continuation of that style. Right. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely has Grateful Dead hints in it all the way through. But they're still their own band within their own selves, and they right. continue to put on music. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, 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 feel I, feel like, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. And I think, like, if if I was to actually go to like a fish concert, I could see myself potentially becoming like a convert, like be converted to fish. You know, like yeah. they seem like that kind of band where you have to be there. And once you do, you know, it's kind of like like if you if you've never like if you watch sports. And you and and you're kind of indifferent, but then you go to your first hockey game live. Mm-hmm. You know, you become a hockey fan for life, and exactly. it's kind of like I feel like Fish might be that kind of band. Like if I go to see them, I might become a fan for life. They are but, renowned but the, for their live show. Yes. Yeah, but on the album, I always feel like there's something missing, and I think yeah. it's just because I think they're probably a better live band than they are a studio band. Exactly. You know, but again, it's not a bad song by any means. Uh, it just, again, I know more about Grateful Dead, so then I just want to <laughs> listen to Grateful Dead. So. All good. No snipe. I'm not taking it. We're good. Yeah. No problem. This song has like Grateful Dead, has a Jerry Garcia sound to it, but like Fish is definitely not Grateful Dead. I mean, I'm not a fish head by any means. I grew up around a lot of people that were fish heads, follow the band. They go on tour with them in the summer and shit. Like that's just, that's like a kid of the nineties, you know, like that's, and you know, they continue today, like you said, Dietrich, but they had, they had a lot of, um, uh, a lot of different music. I think it wasn't, it wasn't all like, like this definitely is a good song. I really like it. I like the lyrics and everything. It's not like where I go in my head when I think of fish. I think they had like a hoist was really good. Billy Breeze, mm-hmm. yeah. like all the nineties, some of the nineties albums. Yeah. Um, and they have like these like stories, you know, it's just like a long journey and you're probably getting really fucked up on some kind of drug and it's a whole camaraderie of being at the, the concert. Like you're saying, Brandon, you know, like that you have that with hockey too. Like I love hockey live. I love going to hockey games. Um, and there's that whole camaraderie of like the, you know, like the fans and like just the excitement and then, you know, the halftime and all that shit. But like, yeah, it's not just the music. It's like the whole vibe of people like remember they're thinking that it's like, it's more like fish. It's really because they're hanging out with their friends and they're, they're probably on something. <laughs> they're forgetting about all the bullshit, you know, it's just, and then they, then they start listening to it more, you know, on their off time when they're not, you know, Oh yeah. I looked at the concert. It was pretty good. What else do they have? And then they get into like the whole fucking album, like the stories and it brings you down the rabbit hole. You can't get out of it, but I never got sucked into it. I wasn't a huge fish fan. I was surrounded by fish fans, but I think they're very fucking talented. Trey, the Trey Anastasio, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't remember everybody's name, but uh, yeah, that's something I grew up with being around. Like my older siblings were in a, uh, and my my wife actually was in the same co-ed uh, fraternity sorority, uh, Gamma Chi Epsilon, and they would listen to a lot of fish, <laughs> smoke a lot of pot. So, 
Yeah, we don't and, know which we don't know which uh, branch of Gamakai that is. Uh, so uh, Round Room <laughs> picked up Tricky. right where they left off. So yes, definitely. Yeah. That's the the album, two thousand two. Check that out. But you can also check out yeah. their early works as well, or their later works, you know, behind the scenes. But definitely, yeah, they are psychedelic by any means. But like Brandon said, I, I do get the the Grateful Dead vibes definitely mm-hmm. off of them. But at, at the end of the day, they are their own band, and they've been around forever and a damn day. So I, I respect, you know, what they got coming up. So, so it, I'll be honest, like <laughs> I, I knew about fish. I've never really gave fish a try. It, it, and I've always known that like fish were like a band's band. Um, and so like it, I'll, I'll even be honest, like I'm not, it, I did get the, the grateful dead vibes from it, but I, and maybe I should be, but I'm not, I'm, I don't follow the Grateful Dead that, that much. And I've never followed, like, gave, gave Fish a try. And this one kind of turned me around. Like, I, I love this song. This is an amazing song. Like, and I get it. I can see that. I can see the connection. You're a fish head. I can see it now. Uh But but this song (laughs) is like, it's, it's just the, the whole story in the song is, is what gets me. The whole fact it's like, hey, you can go to this mountaintop to get your dreams, but you got to climb the mountaintop, right? Or yeah. you can go down this river and maybe find a cave where some dreams wash down into the cavern of the cave at the, at the mountain to get your dreams. And you're like, okay, like this is like, you guys really thought this out. <laughs> And you're like, okay. Yeah. And then I can't even tell you how it ends. Like, you're just there for the journey. You're like, you're thinking, you're like, yeah, I could go up the mountain or I could go down into a cave, get the dreams. That's <laughs> like, pretty much like D&D music. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, I, I do appreciate this because I've never, like I said, I've never given fish a try. I knew of them. And, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. So, for sure. Sweet. Sweet. Well, Ooh. all right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to add, or do we want to go ahead and flip that record? Okay, then. All right. Let's flip that record Ooh, then. That record. All, all right. right. So, we're going to go ahead and flip the record and drop that needle on side B. And Taj, you yes. had some homework for us. <laughs> I did have some homework. And I'll be honest, I probably shouldn't be the host that brought this band to us, but I did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm just going to be honest, like, but I did because... It's more of a Brandon pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, let me explain how how I came to this. So, uh, I picked the Moody Blues. Now, when I first heard the Moody Blues was... um, you know, my my sibling when I grew up, you know, she was a big British person, a bunch of stuff. And and I can vividly remember watching the PBS special Moody Blues at Red Rock. And, and that's probably my earliest memory of the Moody Blues. And that's an amazing concert. And so when we were trying when I was trying to pick some music to do for an album, um, you know, I looked at that one. That's like a two hour <laughs> album right and then i looked at like greatest hits and like that's another like two hour album and i was like you know what i've never listened to an actual album that the the moody blues did like a you know just a not greatest hits you know so i actually looked and then that's when i discovered that they did this album which was days of futures past um it was came out in 1967 very much a concept album because it's it's covers from the beginning of the day to tonight, right? So it covers a whole day. Uh, the interesting thing on this was, um, I think it was like technically their second album or or something, but the the record label had just gone equipment for stereo, like, and they want to do a classical album uh, to 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 kind of like sell their stereo. Uh, thing so they wanted to show that they could do stereo work right and so the moody blues did this album with an orchestra and it's like it's crazy and and so what's interesting is like i i you know brought up uh impossible dream like that's what broadway shows were like right 
this has like everything. It's like Broadway shows. It's musical. It's like movie scores. Like there's times in here you hear certain, you know, chord progressions that you're like, that's straight out of all the fancy, uh, you know, uh, MGM, you know, movies that were coming out of British, you know, in the 60s, 70s. Like there's stuff in here that's like, I know where that's coming from, but it's like, it just all comes together. And then the fact that, it it rocks right and so this moody blues is kind of known as a progressive rock some people call it high art rock uh and it's it's just an interesting i mean the, the band themselves are, are super interesting and but like i just couldn't pass up the album and this album has like two of their probably most popular songs of all time and it was interesting to me that like one of their most popular songs of all time actually had a different title and it wasn't retitled till, till later on uh, when everybody was trying to ask for the same song. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, so it starts. The other thing I love about this album is uh, the poem that starts the song that starts it. So the, the first track is pretty much like an overture. It's like an overture score covers like elements of all the different songs that are going to come throughout the whole album. And then it lays down the poem at the beginning. And then the last track has the like synthesis opposite, like of the same poem, like it, because the one starts with the same stanza, the other one ends with the same stanza. And so, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah. And so like, it's just crazy to, to think that this is their, their second album. And they're like, yeah, it, you need a classical <laughs> music piece to test out stereo. We got an album for you. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and yeah, it, and they did it. So uh, I, I feel bad if I take the pick, but I kind of, I could go for a different pick. Uh, I, don't know. Big, bro. I know which one you want to say it, I'll probably do the afternoon afternoon I'm just beginning to see now which is funny because like any greatest hits they rename it Tuesday afternoon but when it originally came out it was called the afternoon so but yeah th- that's that that's my pick. Can I chime in? Yeah. <laughs> I know all one you're going to do, and I think you saved it for me. So that's why I want to I want to jump in. Oh, I think no. you were going to pick The Night. No, I, w- I was going to actually pick a different one to, to be. Different. I was oh. going to pick The Night. If no one <laughs> okay, else well. Did. But yeah, Brandon so, did, so. Yeah, I, it's, it's going to be The Night. I mean, that's why I wanted to chime in. Everybody's uh, going to pick The Night. No, yeah, no. I, I'm picking that because that's one of my favorite songs of all time um you know it was renamed Nights in White Satin Nights in White Satin never reaching the end you know all these years later um but this it is truly one of my favorite songs um I never get old I never get tired of it I love this album um, this is a fantastic album. And yes, this is a Brandon album. Uh, yeah, and so, it is. you know, I'm very, very <laughs> proud of Taj for picking this. Um, you know, I feel, I feel like he's grown up and, uh, and I totally respect this choice. Um, yeah, this, this is such a great album. Um, it is just, it's unique. It's, it's different from all sorts of other music, especially music out around that time i mean it's it rocks it's it's instrumental it's classical it's poetic um yeah i just i I love it and you know my introduction to moody blues was through my dad um and i don't know if it was the album but i know it was definitely a greatest hits album and that song the night would always come on and i was always mesmerized especially at the very end, like when you think the song's over and it's still going and then the poem, um, I mean, you know, I, I can, I hear it in my head right now. And it's kind of funny. Cause like every time I hear it, like I, I can almost get emotional just thinking about it. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean, and then all these years later, I got this greatest hits for myself, my own copy, and it had just the damn single, and it didn't have the uh, the poem at the end, none of no. that stuff. And yeah, I was no, pissed. I you was need pissed. the poem. Yeah, I know. I was so <laughs> angry. I'm like, I I wouldn't have bought this if I would have known, you know. Um, so, but I, you know, I I have the album, so we're all good now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I I absolutely adore this album. I don't. There's not a bad track on here. It's it's so unique and uh, holds up even today. And it's a great great album title as well. That album cover is classic. Um, yeah, yeah, I just kudos to you, Taz, for bringing this to the podcast. Uh, and I'm glad I'm glad to see that uh, you have really good taste sometimes. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's the night guys. That's my favorite track, uh, yeah. and will still be one of my favorite tracks, uh, ever. So, um, yeah, thank you for making me listen to something I already love. <laughs> and cool. so, like for me, you know, kind of like when we did Marvin Gaye, like for me hearing that first track and then hearing the poem at the beginning, you're like, wait a minute this sounds just like the other poem and you're like mind blown, like that they began and end with it. You're like, Holy cow. So, but yeah, that yeah. was just like, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's all good. Definitely. Um, I've been on Moody Blues for not a long while. Um, I'm not going to say I know a lot of the projects, but I am going to say that I did like this project and I took the same approach on this one as I did the last one, which is the concept album. I completely give it that open-mindedness that I normally would not give an album. And I'm glad I did because I was definitely blessed with, you know, a lot of great instrumentation, a lot of great music, a lot of great, just, just us experimental theory on top of the instrumentation that's already been brought out. Um, I'm going to go left field. I'm going to say my favorite pick on here was lunchtime peak hour. I just, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. I did not expect those chord changes. I did not expect the progression between there. That actually was like one of those that I just kind of fell in love with right off top. Um, but I did listen to the night. I do understand the poem. I do understand the feeling behind it. Um, just that for me, it's, it's lunchtime. Just the title itself made me listen to it. And then from there on, it was like, yeah, I'm hooked on this one. This will be pretty good. Yeah, you all picked like really good, really good songs off this. And the whole <laughs> album's really good. Uh, like in order, it'd be the night, the afternoon. Is they're the two radio hits, um, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the morning. Or I mean, the the lunch break peak hours like my third because of the weird changes. Like you said, Dietrich, it's mm-hmm. so fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird shit, dude. But it's like experimental, kind of like a story. It's very much so like our last episode, kind of like mm-hmm. my pick, uh, Dawn FM, which is why my pick is going to be Dawn. Dawn is a feeling. Dawn is a feeling, a beautiful ceiling. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's kind of like that slow, melodic, you know. I don't know. It reminds me of the thing I like about 70s film and sort of like animated film. I don't know why it reminds me of um, Watership Down. (laughs) There's a soundtrack for Watership Down. You know, it's about rabbits and like their lives and, you know, lots of other things that fall in place. But um, it's that it's that kind of music. And I really like that about the 70s. So... That's my pick. That's your pick? Okay. I'm not giving you my picks in order. <laughs> I, well, I appreciate it. So, yeah. yeah. No, I this pick, by the way. Yeah, no, I thought about doing <clears throat> either dawn or morning to, to leave afternoon yeah. for somebody else to grab. But 
if I ha- if I have to be truthful, like for me, it's it's afternoon. So, but it, that's why 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 I picked it. So yeah, but was it nights and white satin is like the mm-hmm. like the the latest version of the night. Right, it's yeah. like it's the single version. The single version, yeah, love that song. I've always had admiration for that. It like it would fit really well in movies. I think it's been in movies. I always like to take that journey. So yeah, wait, Good. It, Good it's, it, this is going to seem like a weird left field, but the 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 line where in the poem where like it, you know we decide what's right is. It's interesting because it's very much kind of true because with our eyeballs, you have the cones and the rods and like early morning or late at night, right when they're not activated and really you see everything in grays, right? But if you, if your brain thinks that that's red because you know that was red before you started seeing everything in in gray, that's kind of how I take that line because that's kind of... That's where I, I think it's interesting because you can actually trick people. Like <laughs> if you have it where the light's really dim, you actually are seeing in black and white. And then if you turn on the light, then they can actually see color. But your brain makes you think you see color when you don't. So, yeah. Well, what are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, I'm not smoking anything. It's really, all right. That were mine. <laughs> I get it, man. I get yeah. it, dude. Yeah. It's the seventies, bro. <laughs> this is sixty-eight, man. Oh, was yeah. the sixties? Oh, okay. This was, yeah, it's this the sixties, dude. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the beach and uh, yeah. figure out how color works. <laughs> the sand. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Close enough, teacher. Close enough. I'll I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. Okay. So, well, well, thank you for for putting that with me. As like I said, I would have done the concert at Red Rock, but it was just way too long. I was like, figured I I do something a little bit shorter and a little bit different. So, this is a fun one, man. It's very good. Um, right. It's chill too. Like you can totally like sit around, right. paint and shit, and listen to those. Or decorate a fucking Christmas tree. I don't know. Right. <laughs> In the middle of August. Yeah. That's what I want to do to make me think of the fucking cold weather. It, yep. It, this came out in November. So, like, yeah. y- this is like, it, it, it's interesting to think, like, if this came out in November, you know, people were playing this in December and you're like, okay. Like, yeah. But yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> I got you. All right. So, um, uh, Brandon. Do you have some homework for us next week? Uh, I homework? do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Do you have homework for us? And then I'll, I'll clarify. I do. I do have homework for us. Okay. Uh, yes. In two weeks time or whatever, <laughs> however you're listening to the podcast. A, a um, night. <laughs> yes. But a year yeah, from now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I, this is something I've always wanted to do. I, I want to, I, I wanted to do an album by this artist when he was with the band. Then I wanted to do a album with him as a solo artist. And then I finally wanted to do an album that he had made with his wife. And so we're finally there. And so the album is from 1974. It is from Richard and Linda Thompson. And it's oh. called I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight. Oh. That's the name of the album. So Richard and Linda Thompson, I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight. Okay. Bright Lights Tonight. Okay. Gotcha. I'm writing that down. Um, all right. So uh, the reason why uh, we're going to listen or, or do Brandon's homework in a fortnight is because uh, – we're at episode 99, guys. That means right. our next episode is... Wait, what? I've been hanging out with you guys for that long? Right. So, uh, 
next week is going to be our 100th episode. So I've kind of planned out a kind of a fun scenario for us all. We're um, the party. Yeah! <laughs> where um, we're going to pick choice tracks off of other people's artists that they did on previous choice albums. So that's what we're going to do. So uh, we're each going to come with three different um, songs from an artist that was uh, previously covered on our choice tracks, but not on the same album that was covered. So, but yeah, if that makes sense. (laughs) I'll have diagrams in in string. I'll have lots of string and diagrams to, to make it make sense. So, 100 episodes wow that's i know i can't believe it going going from double to triple digits huh like break a bottle of champagne in my house or uh, smoke a cigar or something (laughs) let's do both of that i'm down all right let's kill any squirrels or anything with the ball i'm I'm trying to go for the holographic t-shirt you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna mess it up come on because I gotta see this T-shirt. Because <laughs> well, you know, comic see. books, hundred episodes, you always have the holographic foil on the on the cover. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! All right. Well, I'll go and wrap things up. Uh, this has been uh, Choice Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. Um, and we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Um, let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. And uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those first tracks. Get now while you're doing it. All right. Uh, Love <laughs> <laughs>